You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Cheryl Stark. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station with heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Terrific Tuesday. That's right. Today is Terrific Tuesday. You know what that means on this Terrific Tuesday. Get up, get out, do what you got to do. I said, do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, hey, you know it's Terrific Tuesday. I got by my side. You know, see the funny bone lady keep you in stitches. You know what I'm saying? She make you laugh when you don't want to laugh. Sometimes she's just, you know, being hurt. That's what she can do. You know what I'm saying? She's the incomparable Cheryl Star. Twinkle, twinkle. It's Cheryl Star. What up, Star? Good morning, Jazzy G. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Yes, it is terrific Tuesday. And my mic sound nice. Check one. <laughs> Shout out to Salt and Pepper. You never know what kind of quote I'm going to give you. I never know. You never know what I'm listening to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> never know, y'all. Y'all never know so motivated. That's what's with Star over here. She's a doozy. <laughs> it's right? a terrific day. That's right. But we can't make this a terrific day if this person right here is not landing down. You know what I'm saying? He is the force behind the force. You understand what I'm saying to you? Hey, he's the percolator. He's the smooth operator. He makes things happen. The maestro king himself. Well, the mashup king himself. <laughs> DJ Nelson, the maestro. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy G? Good morning, Nelson. Star. You mashup king, you? Yo. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, good morning. Yo. Hey, we got some fun and terrific Tuesday. Get things uh, happening, perfect. Delating and, and have us a party, y'all. We're gonna talk about some stuff today on the uh, morning coffee here, cause we, you know, what I'm saying we we in the fourth quarter. Everything is 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 coming up to holiday time, and then we yes, indeed, travel yeah, time. That's what I'm saying. Then, yeah. Bonus time. Yeah, cause you know, you know, it was Veterans Day. Uh, I think like Saturday. Yes. But, you know, most people either observe Veterans Day that Friday or e- either that Monday. So, like, say, like yesterday, I think a lot of people would, would observe Veterans Day uh, yesterday, right? Right. But, right. Because I actually came on Saturday. But I or think, either Friday, because I know the well, last Friday, Friday, a lot right, of stuff so was closed. Right. Yeah. So I, I know the schools are closed on Friday. Right. Right. They closed Friday. last Friday. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly, 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 exactly. Right. That's how I use it. And we and I celebrated Veterans Day at the Babyface concert <laughs> <laughs> with John B. October, uh, October London. Now that guy is the bomb. Yeah, love, man. You know he sounds just that's, like Marvin Gaye. Oh my God! Oh, I know man. we had our boy J. Rell up here, and you know J. Rell kind of similar Marvin Gaye, but October yeah. London. 
I, if I didn't see how he looked, I would think that's a Marvin Gaye track that that was just released. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, Babyface. Oh my, oh my God, it, it's you. you got to check it out. Uh, that's all I got to say. So motivated. If you haven't seen it and you haven't seen that lineup, you got to check it out. You know what I'm saying? So you know we're gonna play some things. You know what I'm saying? We'll play some things for you. We'll play some excerpts. We'll play some things. You know what I'm saying? But again, Babyface, he, he's still the man. <laughs> he's still the man. That's yes, all I got to say. Yes, indeed. That's all I got to say about it. And I just want to let y'all know, Soul Motivators, that I'm still celibate. After the concert, I'm still celibate. Because, <laughs> 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 you hey, know, some man. of my friends was like, that's going to be a hot date, Cheryl. Hey, you know, man. you ain't going to be celibate after the concert. I made it home safe. And I'm still <laughs> celibate, y'all. <laughs> Dude, after that card, I'm surprised I ain't pregnant. Hey, Star, let's stop being silly. Let's get into some housekeeping. I know you got some house. Let's do it. It's time to get to some housekeeping. All right, Star, what you got for housekeeping today? Well, I'm proud of the housekeeping that we want to report today. So I want to talk about Los Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raider Nation people. You know, even though we usually do sports on a Wednesday, but this information went, you know, went viral and it was trending because it's a first. So the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas, Las Vegas people. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm thinking about Dog Vader. But the Raiders are the only NFL team currently to have a black president, mm-hmm. and her name is Sandra Douglas Morgan. So we have a woman, black president, black coach, Antonio Pierce, and yeah. a black GM, general manager, and his name is Champ Kelly. But right. that that is such such an inspiration uh, for you know NFL fans because I know we talk about. You know, NFL have this plantation mentality. Right. And, you know, a lot of their, you know, a lot of their racist ways have been, you know, have been shown, you know, in in more ways than one. You know, when the country was going through all these abusive killings, you know, the NFL was just like business as usual and the players wanted to express it, you know. Um, So just to just to know that there's some in, I mean, it's a little sprinkle on an ice cream cone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but it's but start, it's, right? it's a start. You know, we have to plant some seeds somewhere in yeah. order to make some changes. So, you know, let's just give let's clap it up. Yeah, clap for, it, up, for, clap it um, up. You gotta clap it up for the Los Los, Los Vegas Raiders. They were Raiders one time. But yeah, Raider Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we clap it up. But my boy Kev. You know what I'm saying? I know he, he he's uh, he's feeling it. He tried to convert me to and everything. He was like, Yo, right. You, wanna, you know what I'm saying? Because he's been a Raider fan ever since we were like like elementary school. He's been a Raider okay. fan. <laughs> yeah, we like the Raiders over here too. <laughs> but the cool part, the cool part about it is that, you know, Antonio Pierce is a former New York Giant. Champion oh, right. New York Giant as right. that. So that's, that's you know. That's, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, so you can get, because I was like, because like, you know when they fired their coach and then they had Antonio Pierce uh, as the coach as the head coach to go up against the Giants I'm going what is going on here then they then they waxed the Giants you know what I'm saying I'm like wait a minute you're going to tell me the former player of the Giants the one championship with the Giants going to wax his old team like that how dare you, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you Antonio <laughs> but I am proud I am proud yes yes indeed oh, yeah. Absolutely. Congratulations. So David, he always did things 
unorthodox anyway. So in his spirit, this is probably going on because his spirit would, would do something like this anyway. You know, right. that kind of guy. They used, to, they used to say he was a mobster and all that stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. So it was always rumors about him tied to the mob and everything like that. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I would say, you know what I'm saying, that the Al Davis spirit created this, you know what I'm saying? Because he was that kind of dude, you know what I'm saying? He right. did things a little unorthodox as an owner. Yeah, so, you know, but it's all good. <laughs> It's, it's all it's all good, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, it's a proud moment. You can say it's a proud moment. It's a yes, yes, indeed. I remember my, when my dad, because my father was a big, you know, he was a football uh, fan, and he used to always root for the black coaches or the black quarterbacks. You know, he was very vocal about, you know, because you don't usually see it. So whenever there's a black coach or black quarterback, you know, my dad was like, ah, I, I kind of want to see this guy win the win the Super Bowl because, you know, you don't probably get black quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that generation was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, quick. you know, it's a good moment. You know, hopefully we'll see more in, in the NFL. You know, they got a long way to go, but it's, you got to start somewhere. Very long way to go. Understand that. So motivated. A very, very, very long way to go. <laughs> This is hard, though. <laughs> yes, indeed. And the other housekeeping, you know, that I want to talk about, and you know, I know we're gonna talk a little more about it. But so Yusef Salam, so motivators, uh, he was one of the boys that was accused of the horrific crime, the rape crime, the Central Park Five. That's what they called it, because five young boys were accused of raping a white woman in Central Park. And, um, you know, later on, after they did time in jail, because they said Salam Yusuf spent seven years falsely in prison. Mm -hmm. He was exonerated after they found, you know, DNA evidence and the real killer was just one man. And, right. mm -hmm. you know, basically it was a great day last Tuesday because he actually won a city council seat. Yes. So let's clap that up yes, for Yusuf Salam. Clap it up from definitely, definitely. Won a city council seat, and he gave a quick Call speech. At that, our home Call him, yes, yes, and yes. and he gave a speech that ever since he was accused of this crime and basically coerced to put himself in in the in the crime, you know, right. uh, they was illegally questioned without a lawyer, without their parents, because you know they were underage. And they were basically, you know, uh, what do you call that when they when they um when they keep you in there and they are they're kind of like just making you talk, you know, intimidating you and yeah. and um, getting you to say things that didn't occur because you know, yeah, interrogated, right? And they were hungry. They spent hours in there. But he said that that without was one that. without their parents, without any yeah. assistance at all. You know, kept them starving. Mm -hmm. You know, because they picked them up on the street, you know, didn't come to their house to get them. They picked them up like boys just in the, right. in the street and picked them up. Yeah. But um, he felt a need to get involved in the justice system, you know, in whatever way he could. And basically, you know, that was one of the reasons that was he was driven to uh, run for city council because he wanted to, you know, make a difference in, 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 in the government. And so. Right. Congratulations to Yusuf Salam. And we want to get him up here, so motivators. Yes. We want to get him up here so we can congratulate him up here and just that talk about right. his journey. 
you know, in his story. And if you if you have Netflix, they story when they see us is called when they see us. The Central Park Five story yeah. is on Netflix uh, now, so you can watch that story if you never heard about it. You know, they was awarded uh, something like forty forty million or something like that for. Yeah. You know, for their hard, you know, time, you yeah. know, but um, and it was exonerated, so that's why they they call me exonerated. Exonerated five, five. Yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and 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 really, that so I mean, it really hits home. And me and my mm-hmm. friends, we always talk about it because you know we I'm from that area and everything like that. Right. The people in the Schomburg housing and everything. Matter of fact, the funny thing is that they say uh, Raymond. Uh, the one of the accusers, Raymond. Right, Raymond. Uh, right. Father, he's a junior, so his father and my brother Earl were great friends. They were oh, right, okay. friends. Yeah, you know right. Oh, and, and Raymond kind of kept my brother abreast of what was going on and everything. Mm-hmm. He used to tell him the different things that happened to them in right they were at Rackers Island and everything like that. Right. You know what I'm saying right. so, and we and we kind of knew they they pops and things like that. The different that they pops with it. We knew them. You know what I'm saying? That's which was kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? And and because they they're younger than I am, so they they wasn't like say in my clique, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like that, you know what I'm saying, or around, you know, say so they 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 may ran with, you know, what I'm saying my 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 uh, well, let me just put it this way, I did have a gang called the L.A. Troopers, me and Lennox Avenue Troopers, was the spring up of the L.A. Boys, and you know the L.A. Boys were famous, you know, what I'm saying a gang in in Harlem in the in the seventies and eighties. Early seventies and in, 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 uh, in, in the early eighties, and um, and my guy was a, a spring up of the um, Harlem Harlem boys, and we were the, I mean the L.A. boys, which was Lenox Avenue boys, and we were the L.A. Troopers, and uh, and they, they mentioned the L.A. boys. Matter of fact, in New Jack New Jack City, if you if you seen the movie New Jack New Jack City, there's a scene on the roof with with Wesley Snipes and Ice T. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and Wesley Snipes character Nino Brown said he was a member of the LA Boys. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, the LA Boys is a real gang in Harlem. And um, yeah, so I was a youngster, uh, you know what I'm saying, coming up around them. And, and me and my boy Rome, we created the LA Troopers from them. But. And you know who Raymond married? He, uh, he's divorced now, but you know he married uh, Delicious from Flavor Flav? <laughs> you know, remember, remember the list? Oh, yeah, you know, people yeah, just talking right, about B- Bucky right, yes, and um, yes, you know, all of the boots. Yes, remember, he gave everybody yes, different names. Yeah, the boots, right? Yeah, the delicious went up against right, Miss yeah. New York, <laughs> and um, so right. Raymond married her. Yes, and um, you know, they was on they're couple. Now? Yeah, they're divorced. I believe they was on couple boot camp, and um, you know, him him being in prison for you know a lot of his youth. You know, he basically came out and was trying to learn life again. And yeah. he was saying that, you know, as his wife, you know, she, allegedly, because you know, a lot of a lot of stuff is gossip on them. But allegedly, you know, she 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 wanted him to fit right in with everything because she was involved with reality TV, right. and she was, you know, she was into the the hip hop scene, the limelight. Where he came home and he wanted to kind of be a little chill and just and just get to learn life again and right. she wanted him in the spotlight he talked about that on um on a couple yeah, boot camp hard man because when you're doing time right time or something you didn't do at that and the world's looking at you because remember remember you know donald trump put out a, a full page ad saying that these boys should yeah he take to get the executed back the death penalty right one of the things that brought back the death penalty 
in New York at the time because of Donald Trump and, and, right. and foolishness. And, and again, he never apologized that he did that. Right. And, and neither did the district out. attorney. Neither did the woman right. that exactly. ran with the case when exactly. she knew that the evidence wasn't exactly. making sense. Wasn't making any sense, right? Right. You know what I'm she went ahead with it. I'ma tell you who I really had a problem with when that all that was going on. Cause I remember because I was actually interviewed. I was interviewed by a- ABC News. World World News, ABC. Mm-hmm. Interviewed me. I was actually coming from the hospital. I had a doctor's appointment at, uh, like I said, uh, I think at Mount Sinai Hospital because Mount Sinai is not far from um, Schaumburg. Schaumburg is 110th Street, Fifth Avenue, and um, uh, Mount Sinai is 100th Street and Fifth Avenue. So I was just walking back, you know what I'm saying, walking home. And, and, uh, and they were out there, the news was out there. And I started, I kind of like, hey, what y'all doing? What's this about? What is this about? You know what I'm saying? Right. About the Central Park, for God, and this and that, and that, that. You know anything about them? Do you know them? But this and that, you know? So I said, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they interviewed me. So they thought I was going to be one of those guys that said, you know, either, because you either heard people say, oh, they should be strung up by their toes and they should be hung and they should be this, they should be that. Or you heard the other side of it that people go, well, why was he out that time of night jogging? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So you heard one side or the other, right? That's what you heard. That's what they wanted, those sound bites. So I said to them, I said, what we should, we are concentrating on race for this whole case. We're concentrating on race. Why we're not concentrating on the rape? And so she's asked me, do that, do that think for the innocent? I said, I guarantee you the evidence to say they're innocent. But that's here or there, because they five black, five black Latino boys from Harlem. Well, what, one Latino what, for right, for African American. Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm saying, well, if they looked, if they concentrated on the rape, I guarantee you they'd probably find the person that really did it if mm-hmm. they concentrate on the rape. And what they what, what they're not doing, even you guys, the media, you're not concentrating on the rape. Right. Then you know it never made the cut. Y'all never <laughs> seen that interview, now have you? <laughs> I just, I went oh home. yeah, they, you ain't gonna make the cut I'm if you go against news. what they want to hear. World news and everything like that. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but this dumb black man made sense. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not making the cut if you go against what the, what the narrative is. Even though I wasn't even no coaching, <laughs> I brought the psychology to it, the practical <laughs> psychology to the to the whole thing. <laughs> because now. What I said, if it is it, so, it's, it's, it's a fact, because I'm always a man of fact. If they concentrate on the rape, they would have found the person that raped her. Right, because so the DNA, the all, of that, all of that was available. The DNA right. and so the guy. At the race, they right. had to find somebody because it was summertime and all this stuff, and, and it can't make the city look bad. Got to look like we tough on crime. Right. If they concentrated on the rape, they would have found the rapists. You understand? Right. And the crime would have been solved. And they that, still didn't the do it. The guy came forward and, and told them he did it. And he only came, uh, right, he came forward because he had nothing to lose. He had, right, because he, he had life in jail. jail. Right. right. He had right. But, in jail. but imagine, 
if he didn't do that, they would have still been in jail. Right. Exactly. You know, and all, and he gave exactly. them all the information. He he told them, take, you know, take my DNA. And do you know what's ironic? Because the movie, do you know the guy was actually in prison with one of the uh, one of the Central Park Five guys? Yes. Yep. They was yep. they was upstate somewhere, or I think they finally made it to Roarway because yep. they had they had sent one of the guys. You know, he was he was like going. I think he did commissar. He did uh, Attica. He did like uh, a bunch of different prisons. And Corey. Yeah, I think it was because Corey. his mother. Yeah, it might have been Corey because his mother couldn't come see him because he was so far. So he kept transferring so he could get closer to New York. So yeah. his mother could come visit him because he wasn't getting a lot of visits, and he kept transferring, kept transferring, and his final transfer, he he actually ran into the guy, and the guy asked him, "Do you believe in God?" Because the guy knew who he was. Yeah, he knew who he was, and that's what he. You know, they had a fight and everything, but it was not about him committing the crime. Their fight was just about you know who want to watch TV in the rec room. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and and then when he talk, when he when he asked the guy a question, then he went to the warden and was like, "I want to make a confession. I did this crime, and right. somebody serving time, uh, you know, against you know that didn't do it. Didn't and do that, it. and yeah. even with that confession, uh, the DA was still trying to say, "Oh, well, maybe he was the sixth guy involved." They still <laughs> wasn't trying to hear it until hey, he uh, they did DNA stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and. And again, and and again, all the evidence showed that it was it was it was one penetration. It was you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It never showed multiple. All, all those things that they know how to do, or they know how to right. do, what that kind of evidence. Right. It didn't even look like it, it was several. It was people. five people. It, right. It looked like it, it, was, it was it was a single attack. Everything, but you right. know, ooh, that's not how they. You know what I'm saying? They they couldn't they couldn't catch a. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't catch a, a, a war if it, if it was on dry land. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it is. It's right. about it's about the sensationalism of it. It was about the race of it. It was about New York City, tough on crime, this and this and that, putting Negroes in their place. You know what I'm saying? We can't. You know what I'm saying? We getting too too wild now. You know what I'm saying? Because remember they had it, all that stuff about wilding and 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 they were in jail wilding out. And they was they were playing. Um, um, what, what was the song? What was the song that they said they was they was singing or something like? Uh, it was a rap song too, uh, and it was like one of the one of the pop rap songs. It wasn't even like some hardcore. Hardcore, song. right? It was it right. was something like uh, um oh bust the move, young MC, young MC, what young MC bust the move? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that they had it in the paper and all that stuff, and they were wilding and and bust the move and all this stuff. You got to be kidding me! You you got to be kidding me! They're just making things up. They didn't they because it just wasn't. Well, they did. They did have like a bunch of kids in the park. Uh, what it was is how they got them is that they were taunting people, like you know, and people identified them as because it it was a couple in there that they were messing with, like you know, and it was a lot of people in the park, a bunch of boys. They was hanging out, and then they was actually was they was actually huh. It was a hot day that day yeah. Right, but they was actually just having fun You know how you go right. in, you mess with the bikers and So they were uh, bringing attention to themselves That when the cops started asking questions People were like, oh yeah, these group of boys was was They was taunting people and messing with people So they just blamed them 
because they heard that they were in the park, you know, messing with the bikers and, and right. doing all types of things. So they was just like, okay, let's just look for whoever was in the park. And pretty much it was a lot of people in the park that day. So they right. was basically like, whoever we catch, we're going to arrest them and then uh, intimidate them, like you said. Talk to, you know, interrogate Where they apprehend them was like nowhere near where the 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 crime took place right right nowhere near it right they kind of they they then the papers in the beginning if you go back and look at the records uh so motivators and look this all up they'll tell you that they were apprehended near the crime scene and all that stuff right right papers kept making up stuff they didn't they had nothing to go on just kept making up stuff and getting away with it you understand what i'm saying the importance of having a lawyer and that tells you the difference you know what i'm saying in our in our neighborhoods reason that we couldn't afford lawyers or anything like that that makes such the difference because they couldn't because again when you look at the situation that happened i think like maybe a year something later in in um saint john university a black girl was raped by five white guys in saint john remember that and these five white kids had had they came from well-to-do families mm-hmm. and had lawyers and all kinds of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It was upstate New York. Um, and matter of fact, those five got off. Those five white guys got off of raping the raping the sister, matter of fact, to let y'all know that. Then there was upstate New York, it was another group of uh, guys that white guys that they they molested and, and, and actually uh raped uh, a mentally um uh, 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 mentally, um, uh, what you, uh, I, want, I don't want to say retarded because retardation is a medical term, but uh, she was autistic, she was autistic, mm-hmm. and, and right, and they kind of like they they put a bat up her and all kind of stuff. And those boys had lawyers and all kind of stuff, they family. And remember how the papers dealt with them? Remember how the papers dealt with them? Mm-mm. They were used. They were, they were, you know what I'm saying? They were, yeah. they used the term misguided. You know what I'm saying? It, key words they were using for the white wow. people. Wow, wow. Compared to the words that they used for, for, for Yusuf and those guys, the, the five, uh, Central Park five, you know what I'm saying? They were thugs, they were this, they were that. You get what I'm saying? The wording was different. The word was totally different for the, the the five white kids upstate compared to the to the Central Park five. The word I, I wish I had those because you can look all that up. All this stuff is public records. You can see the the Daily News, the Post have both stories and everything like that. And they they're something like a year apart. Matter of fact, the stories. Mm-hmm. You, you you understand what I'm saying? You right. can see the total difference in the two. You know what I'm saying? Right away, the Central Park five was amateur. Amino, let me get it right. Animal. They made them as they were animals. They described them like they were animals. Get what I'm saying? Right. They were savages, and they used those terms. Look at the papers back then. They used terms like savage, predator. You know what I'm saying? Dog, and all those different things. Right. Gang. They used all those all those key words. Right. Us against them. uh, uh, Trigger words. They do, they do it every time They do it today They don't do nothing different Than they did yesterday That they do today They do all the same thing Because that's how That's how they are You know what I'm saying So a leopard is not going to Change the spots It's just not going to happen You know what I'm saying For one But you know The reason why This is so intriguing Is because 
we don't often learn from the history that we should learn from. One of the things that they're doing right now that's happening in front of our, our eyes, they're trying to erase history. And they're trying to erase history so they can repeat it. Don't think for one shining second, that's not why they're trying to erase history. See, we may take it personal as black people and melanated people in America and say that they're they trying to erase our history. They're just trying to erase us from history and all the things that we did, all the things that happened to us. They're trying to erase history so they can repeat history. Because if you, because you understand the saying, right? If you don't know history, it's doomed to repeat itself. Right. Right. It's doomed to repeat itself. Understand that. Doomed to repeat itself. Okay? Now, why do you think that the Jewish community makes sure that you know about the Holocaust? Why, did you, why do you think they make sure of it? Every year you're going to get a new Holocaust documentary You're going to get a new story You're going to get this, going to get that But they do not want that to ever, ever, ever repeat But us, we're allowing things to be erased And what's going to happen, things are going to repeat And let me tell you something If things repeat, and I'm, I'm saying this because I know of this to be true Because I see it already Our grandchildren, grandchildren Ain't gonna be kind people They just not They not gonna be kind people on this planet earth And I don't, I don't mean to come doom and gloom to y'all But I'm telling you Look at the science Look at the science I'm telling you They're not going to be kind Our grandchildren's grandchildren Are not gonna be kind They just not They're gonna be the most violent people That ever walked this planet earth So we better and If history now. repeats itself they, right. they will change anything the, repeat, the anything repeat I'm telling you it will be blood and it will be it will be a bloodbath and we talking well, about you want to speak that the young people are going to change this world because they are smarter I'm telling you but that's what I'm, I'm telling you right, right. It's not going to be kind it's not going to be kumbaya it's not going to be we shall <laughs> overcome they don't believe in that that's right. done right that's done you understand what I'm saying? Yes. People that's doing what they're doing. Uh, let me let me tell you something. Don't don't be tricked by the whole this whole religious thing that's going on. Like it's a religious war that's going on and everything like that. One religion against the other religion. That's not what is really happening here. It's deeper than that. And I don't want to get so deep that I, I sound like a cons conspiracy theorist because I'm not that person. I'm a man of facts. I watch the science. I study the science and I watch the, how, how it moves. Everything that we do is done by nature. And when you go against nature, nature wraps itself around it and brings it right back. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Man can 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 mess with the weather all he wants, but it's gonna come right back and it's gonna it's gonna raise ugly head the way it wants to. And then we it starts off it's rinse and repeat. You know what I'm saying? That's so, a repeat. Right. So what I'm saying is don't think for one shining moment that that things that's gonna happen in the in in, in the future. You know what I'm saying? Those things, it's not going to be violent. It's going to be violent. It's going to be violent. So what are we going to do about this? You understand what I'm saying? And we're not we're not even trying to be kind to one another when we're driving our cars on the road. Look what's happening in the road rages. Now, road rages have gotten worse. Have you noticed that, Star? 
No, I haven't noticed it. I haven't noticed it, but I know it's definitely a problem. It's gotten worse. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to take care of each other right now. What do you think the grandchildren of of our grandchildren is going to look back on history and do what about it? When you're trying to erase, because you're not trying to learn and grow and evolve. You're just trying to take over. That's all you're trying to do. Trying to take over and not be accountable for what you did wrong. When you take accountability for your wrongdoings, things only get better. You know, as a parent, when you take accountability of your wrongdoings, your your children turn out better. We know that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, then psychology, we know that, right? Because when, when, when Dr. Spark, when he said that, when he when he wrote that, you know what I'm saying? All the parents back then couldn't take it. Ah, you don't know what he's talking about. Nah, 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 nah. Right? Then, right. then 30 years later, he's absolutely right. Then 40 years later, he's absolutely right. Then 50 years later, he's absolutely right. 60 years later, he's absolutely right. You got what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? He tell you, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how understanding the child, you know what I'm saying, helps the child understand themselves. You understand? Know and make the child important. Not in a not not an important way where it's, it's making you important, but making the child feel important. You know what I'm saying? And and, and not just significant, but important. That hey, they matter. This is simple matter. You know what I'm saying? We don't want anyone to matter that's not like us. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what society is proven. Black Lives Matter movement. You know what I'm saying? Three women simply said Black Lives Matter and everybody said, oh, no, no, it don't. <laughs> what about this? What about all lives? What about this? What about, what about, what about? What about? All we said, Black Lives Matter. You want to say Black Lives Matter too? That's what you want? Just because it didn't say two or also on it? That, that was the difference? Or, you know what I'm saying? Simply, just something as simple as that. Right. That's what's going on in our society. Right. We need to pay attention more. You know but saying? we do need we- to be vocal and 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 change the narrative because you know one thing I do like about when we had uh, Billy Council up here, and you know definitely want to get Yusef Salam because he gave a positive speech. But you know the narrative, like what we're teaching our kids and that our kids, grandkids, kids, kids. That we have to start changing the narrative of what we insert ourselves in because we got to get involved in the lower level government to get to the higher level government, the communities again. We got to take back our communities, take exactly. back, and, and, and people have done it, but not to the magnitude where there's big changes, where right. there's big changes all around the world. Like we, we have to start taking back the community and and that starts with the community caring you know we can't just complain about what's going to happen in the world we have to be instrumental and to the right ears of the people who are going to do something about it you know like Tupac said I may not be the one to change it but I can spark the brain that does you know and so it's it's up to and again it's like we just had election day last Tuesday right Right. So it's local election. It was it's basically local. There's no no governors, no mayors, no presidents, no you know what I'm saying, right. no senators. That's how you Salam no, got in the city council. Right. It, it's, it's our city councilmen, our legislators, right. our assemblymen, our judges, our, you know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the true important elections. Right. And I remember the guy and I was, was had that conversation on election day. We were talking about I said you were saying, well, when I 
know, because I remember I went up to your, to to Nassau's that I hung out with your brother and everything like that in Harlem, and, and then I said, well, and I had told Reverend, well, I'm heading back, you know, saying enough time so I can vote and everything. Right, right. So and and again, it's local election. So guy and I was talking about it, and right. yeah, like she was saying that even though. Uh, we, cause we used to take them with us to go vote every right. year. You know what I'm saying? And we vote, Deb and I vote, like I said, every election. And, and, and what's important to even, we even, but like I said, when, when we had Billy Council on here, and I said, you know, I, I just voted for her from, for my uh, fire chief in the garbage sanitation. Right, 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 right. He said, oh, you must live in Long Island. Cause that, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's, that's how, and Gaia has said she wished that me and Deb had explain to them how important the local elections are right the bigger right. even though she said you're kind of she said you're kind of you know your shoulders the importance of voting you know what I'm saying but you never really made a difference on how one was more great like say the local ones were greater than the the big <laughs> presidential ones and stuff like that right. he said right. And she said she kind of wished that she said, "Well, we probably were just too young at the time, and then you know, and, and, and that's probably true. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. each time, because we actually showed them how you vote, because we would bring them into the voting booth and everything like that. And then so that now it's a little different because right, uh, right, different. So you know, before you go in the booth, right, back in the day, um, right. so I would take I would take Nigerian with me, Deb would take Guy with her, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So we go in and then we're explaining them what's what, what's on the bill, what's, you know what I'm saying, there's the Democrat, there's the Republican, and the working families. The, you know, we explain everything to them and everything like that. And then so we vote for this person, and we vote for this person for this, and, this, and explain them that. But she right. had, she had wished that we kind of told them this, the real serious importance of local government, because local government makes the difference in right. the big... You know what I'm saying? Because the got, important yeah. thing is now they can teach their kids that. Exactly. You know? oh, well, what we were doing was giving them that culture. Right. You know? Y'all were showing them that right. you have to, you know, vote yeah, in the right. court. Because but again, now right. they can because take it to the next level exactly. and explain the different levels of voting. Right. Like the way I voted this year, last Tuesday, I voted this year. I, I voted right. before. The reason why I voted the way I voted across my party line, across the board, is because taxes <laughs> my property taxes right right <laughs> it was important to me right, <laughs> right now. and that's what we people do that's vote why I on what's the way I voted right <laughs> you exactly. understand what I'm saying right <laughs> so that was important same thing with the judges that were up I, I want those judges in for right. a reason <laughs> right so I need those judges. I need, them, you know what I'm saying? The people that were running, I need them in because I need these people to keep my taxes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I know they would. So that's why I voted the way I voted this year. You know what I'm saying? Local government. I need those people to stay where they are so I can, you know what I'm saying? So I can have, so we can have better tax control because, you know, that's just how it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, that guy I had to, she understand that 28 years old that's the important voting right the, absolutely. the local government was, uh, now she was getting it like wow now I get why you and mommy made that right yeah such a big right. deal you know what I'm saying so to them it's like oh I'm going to vote my parents are oh, for the lever boom and I, you know what I'm saying and now it's not even the lever thing anymore like that that's kind of exciting for kids you know to pull the levers right 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 
and the thing shaking it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of old fashioned. I know. Right. <laughs> kids the day is like, yeah, that's kind of old fashioned, kind of primitive. But I, for our kids, it was kind of fun for them. Right. Know? That's that's kind. Of, it was kind of fun, you know. What I'm saying because I didn't. My mother wasn't a voter, really. My mother didn't. I never went voting with my mother, and then. And, and, and before my mother was even a Jehovah Witness, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and again, I was raising my sisters, so they were the Jehovah Witnesses. And, and my mother wasn't even in the religion at the time, but she was, you know, for her kids being, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and something to keep me out of trouble, this and that, you know what I'm saying? So, she she didn't bother, you know, she didn't bother anybody say, why are you in that religion or anything like that? Right, right. She ended up becoming in the religion herself. But I'm saying, like, say when she was still putting up a Christmas tree when my sisters wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. So things like that. Yeah. So I, I was in between the families like that. But but again, my mother just wasn't a person that went to vote or didn't take me. I don't know if she didn't vote. So right. I couldn't tell you. So my mother might have went went to vote on election day because to me, remember, election day to a kid is a day off from school. Right, right. It's a day off from school. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to our kids, got Deb and I wanted to show our kids is more to it than that. Right, because in our day school, off. they uh they had to the parents were coming, so it was like it it was like they came to do the lectures because you know they used to set up in our schools even though we had the day off. But our parents used to go to our school to vote because our schools was in our neighborhoods back then. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when we were eligible to vote, you know, when we got of age, you know, they had you, you'll see like the whole family name and, and, and they, you know, most of the people exactly. who do exactly. the board of elections, they know your whole family. They be like, oh, you know, your mother just left or your That's father it. just left. It's you know, just, and they, just just last Tuesday. <laughs> and, and and uh the the lady said, Oh, she said, you Deborah Rainey's husband. Right. Yeah. That's how they do. He got, he got his father. Familiar. Exactly. He got Nigeria's father. And then she saw a guy. She said, Oh yeah, guy. And then and the guy he saw he saw that it was Guy and Gaia. He's all right. like, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? I said, right. Yeah, she's my junior. <laughs> yeah. But that's how that's exactly how it is. They see Right, all exactly. Right. Because uh, yeah, exactly. That it's funny to say that because that's exactly what just happened and everything. Because mm-hmm. work, dad worked in the school district, so everybody knew her. So again, right, right, right. And her tree is right. But there. you know, like like Billy Council said, and I think you know something to what you're speaking to. We have to keep the narrative open and make it an important discussion. And also encourage our kids to get involved because a lot of times, you know. Even though you know how we said parents make kids live their dream, <laughs> parents yeah, want yeah. kids to be, and it's you know they're they're getting further removed from that because kids are finding their own identity uh, than when we were growing up. Right. But a lot of times, if like Magic has said it at one time, it's like if you want to encourage your kids or be instrumental on things that you want them to do. Stop telling them, oh, go be this, you know, put them in in financial banking, get them in accounting, because sometimes kids take their parents advice and they'll be, you know how like Joe Jackson wanted the Jackson fives to be singers. So he brought them instruments and stuff. If you want your kids to start getting into government, you know, get them law books, get them certain things like and then kids will grow up with that as something a part of their history you know right. like oh you know if you hear the stories of 
even you know people who are family members in in the police force they'll tell you oh my uncle was a cop my, yeah. my grandfather was a cop my such yeah. and such because that's the narrative teachers like right a, teachers like most people exactly service. a lot of civil service professions are generational every generation right yeah. right right and so we could create that if if you know if we we insert those narratives in our kids kids because you know there's opportunities for kids today that we didn't have and yeah. when they when they grant when our grandkids get get uh get older they're gonna have opportunities that they didn't have that's why magic was saying like you know the basketball players now he teaches them or he ha- he does coaching or classes on how to preserve your money, the money. you know charles Barkley was recently talked about dr j did that for him you know basically right. told him you got to live off this money for the money. rest of your life right. so right. the older people with the experience is should be more vocal about you know what to do how to get there because there's more money opportunities for them now they can get they can get in places you know right Mm-hmm. So it, we could start changing because nothing's going to change me. just from us. You know, we could, we could, we could view it. The vision is like, okay, we're not dumb. We see what's going on, but that's not going to help the change until we start inserting ourselves in what's going on exactly. and being vocal about the change needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you, I, I think what happens with most parents, you know, we, 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 our kids are we. We either living vicariously through them, mm-hmm. or it, we're trying to make them into the mini me's. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and sometimes those kids that we, we look at being rebellion, they're not really being rebellion. They're just really being themselves. Authentic self, right? Authentic self, right? And, and what happens is the battle of the 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 egos clash when parent and and, and right. child happens at times again at 13 it, it happens at the, the greatest moment is at 13 for a child but if parents can actually let their ego go and uh, allow their authentic self to speak to the authentic child then then the child can can come up understanding that their authentic self is their better self so we're, we're often not told that our authentic self is our better self mm-hmm. and, and we come up and I come up from a generation of of, of black people that never wanted to see children happy. I'm, t- I'm speaking <laughs> right now. I know it sounds crazy, but black folks never wanted to see what children What you smiling happy. for, boy? Take your butt in the room. <laughs> they would say simple stuff like that. You you you, you dancing wow. and happy. You know what I'm saying? You better, you better know how you, you better know your books the way you know the way you know them dances. Now you say something like that. Now I'm having fun and I'm dancing. I'm right, a, right, right. And you're gonna tell me I better know my books better than I know those dance, know your dance moves. Like, like, you that. think you Michael Jackson? And, and, and Negro, you ain't graduated from high school. You dance, you know what I'm saying? You can't help me with my homework. Get right. out of here. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. my mother My mother used to always say, my mother used to always say, especially with math, right? <laughs> I don't know that new math. Boy, that new math get... Like, <laughs> like, but she actually said that. She actually said that to my nieces and nephews one time, right? And these are like my great nieces and nephews. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I, get that. I said, Ma, I ain't been new math in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody yeah, said. I remember one of my out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. One of my dear get that math, get that it. math, woman. <laughs> She's like, I don't know that math. That's that. That's yeah, that, like, that, like, that math 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 I don't know that math. 
What's the difference between new math and, and old math? <laughs> Tell me right now. Tell me, parent. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, I'm, and, and, and I'm, I don't mean to get on, folks, but I'm just saying because, you know, math was my strong point because of my, it was my brother Earl's strong point. So mm-hmm. he showed it to me. So it's all I knew. All I knew, I didn't know any other any other way of dealing with math or math. Or, or I thought everybody was good at math, actually. Or right. it came easy. Not to say that everybody was good at math. I right. thought it came easy for most because it came easy for me the way my brother explained it to me and I can just do it. I can right. never teach it like him because he was a teacher. You right. know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not a teacher in that sense. So I could never teach it like him. Say my my kids, they, they, they I don't get it, Daddy. I don't. I don't. And the funny thing, they have this thing that's saying that boys are better in math than girls, right? Mm-hmm. So my nephew, who's my great nephew, and my daughter Jasmine, they grew up together just like because his mother and, and I grew up together. And not, like I told you, they thought we were brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? So her and I came up close like brothers and sisters. And our kids came up close like brothers and sisters. So Jasmine and Prince are like brothers and sisters. So I sat and I taught them the math. I taught them math, right? Mm -hmm. Prince caught on to it right away and Jasmine didn't. You know what I'm saying? So she struggled in the math department where he didn't. And he's he's like a mathematical genius. Like Prince is he's he's incredible. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, but again, I just, you know, so you start thinking in the that what they saying that boys are better in math than girls are. And what it is is the logic portion of it. You understand what I'm saying? Because math math deals with the logic side. Uh-huh. So, Right, so what it is is that how women are wired. I always say how women are wired. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all plug in and unplug. So we compartmentalize. So when it comes to mathematics and our logic, because we want to know the facts. Like I always said, you don't ask a man how he feels. You ask a man what he thinks. Right. Attention. You don't ask him how he feels. You ask him how he thinks. Right. How you can get right, and that's how you get his attention. He'll give you the answer from what he thinks, not what he feels, and that's exactly what goes on. So when we, when it comes to mathematical equations, we never let our feelings get in the way. Women do, okay. So if it's a hard problem, women mm-hmm. go into the feelings of the problem, where men go into the logic of the problem. Mm-hmm. I surmise. That's not why men are better in math. I just think how it's presented is the reason why women have more difficulty than men do. I just think it's the presentation. I don't think it's that women don't catch on to mathematics as fast than, 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 than men do. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Male and female. I think the presentation is biased. That's just my surmise. So motivated. I'm not a mathematical genius. I could never <laughs> claim to be like my brother Earl. I'm nowhere near him. Trust me. I'm nowhere near he where he was. Okay. <laughs> but I'm that's my surmise. That's what I'm saying. But DJ Nelson over there pitching for a scratch. That's so right. We're gonna get into this on a terrific Tuesday. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have some fun. You know what I'm saying? And and uh yo Nelson. What what what? I want you to uh yo get into the groove or something. <laughs> just get this just 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 groove out on, on this Tuesday. You, you know go. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You you know what you do. You know what you do, bro. Right. Do it the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? Do you today, bro. All right. So motivated, turn up your boom boxes. The DJ Nelson the Mice was about to go. Yeah. 
Yo, Nelson. Yo, wow. You ready? Oh, yeah. Yes. Go. The morning coffee crew is in the building. Is in the building. Is in the building.
like you supposed to be She don't want me throw it, she don't shit me like no rapper See you coming up, I can make that faster Smooth operator I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be I'm a thug I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be I'm a thug I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be She don't want me throw it, she don't shit me like no rapper See you coming up, I can make that faster Smooth operator, ain't tryna be no hassle Surely familiar, custom your wardrobe, your crib, new interior. I've been thinking highly of you, that's imperial. Thought I would fall for you, I'm hilarious. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. She don't want me throw it, she don't shit me like no rapper. See you coming up, I can make that faster. Smooth operator, ain't tryna be no hassle. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. Give it to me. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved Baby girl, just give it to me I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved Girl, give it to me I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved Baby girl, just give it to me On the bus that I didn't know Met a girl selling drinks at the disco Let you come back when you let it go Seem complicated cause it's really so simple Walking down Young Street on a Friday Can't follow them, gotta do it my way No fast lane, still on the highway Moving in and out, no doubt, just a Friday I'm trying to get down, but I'm moving up I'm trying to get down, but I'm moving up I'm trying to get down, but I'm moving up Ah, pick up the crash I'm trying to get down, but I'm moving up no time to get down, but I'm moving up. No time to get down, but I'm moving up. It's like this. It's like, you know what it is? It's like flies on the windscreen, riding on walls. Square this clothes, blaming all in the ball. Living on himself just before last call. Ticket, ticket, talk, ticket, ticket, talk. Box tracks 12, box tracks 1. Smoking guns with these fools on the run. I know it's not that simple. I know it's not that hard. We're trying to get down, but I'm moving up. No time to get down. Down, but I'm moving up. Ah, pick up the crash in the bucket. Time to get down, but I'm moving up. Time to get down, but I'm moving up. Time to get down, but I'm moving up. Ah, pick up the crash in the bucket. Time to get down, but I'm moving up.
You know my name. Yeah, I heard you, man. Yo, check yo. Yeah, it's a connection. Fit in the microphones, man. I take it higher like a bird on a wire. The tiger, the fire. I'm never, cause I'm just moving on up. Choosing to touch the unseen, craving the clutch. The most inevitable, legible pyromania. Slaying the devil and sending them back to Transylvania. Strangely enough, I have all got of the ghetto. But my heavy metal will settle the puppets like Geppetto. Damn, if there was were created by sand, then I'm looking in the water for reflections of man. Understand, the minds of all time when it's empty, MC. And we are jamming with the mashup king, DJ Nelson, the maestro block party mix. mix, mix. On the morning coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G, featuring Cheryl Starr.
rock in the area. You're in the mix. You're in the mix. <laughs> What did you say your name was? With DJ Nelson the Maestro.
Let him hear from you, Soul Motivators, all right? Hey, you can reach us. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. You know what I'm saying? Let Nelson know that you're feeling what he's putting down. Are you picking it up? All right. It's all good. It's all good in our hood. Ain't that right, Star? Absolutely. That's right. Well, uh, he definitely wanted to make out uh, uh, Tuesday a terrific one today. Yeah, yes. All day, it's every day. It's all good. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yo, Star. Yes. Let's get into your thoughts of wisdom. Because I know you got a good thoughts of wisdom today on this terrific Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? You know what people say about your terrific uh, your uh, thoughts of wisdom. You know they 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 mm-hmm. say that they look forward to it because it gives them something to go on on, on right. day. They say yo, right. that wisdom thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. yeah, so that's that's all good. I, I like that too. I was like, yeah, yeah. talk about that's what we're supposed to do. So motivators, <laughs> give you something to think about. Marinate on it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so motivated, I want you to grab your paper and your pen because show Star is about to go in with today's Thoughts of Wisdom. It's time for your Thoughts of Wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's Thoughts of Wisdom. Sometimes we have to insert ourselves in places we are uncomfortable with to get us where we need to go. And every thought, every this means so motivators. Everything that we do in life is not going to be easy. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't tackle it because sometimes the biggest challenges are our greatest victories, and that's a bonus thought. So is, <laughs> but you must insert yourself in those uncomfortable places to get where you're going. I mean, we got to get ourselves 
ready to get into government. We got to get ourselves in accounting. We got to give ourselves in, in business and in NFL, like all of these things that are slowly but surely happening. The wheels are turning, but they're not turning fast enough and nobody is going to give us anything. So we have to insert ourselves, get those, you know, degrees in school and, and, and go into business of things that you know that you could be genius in. So I'll say this one more time, so motivators. Sometimes we have to insert ourselves in uncomfortable places to get where we want to go. Back to you, Jazzy G. Follow Cheryl Star's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. Thank you, Cheryl Star, with today's Thoughts of Wisdom. Yes, yes. You're welcome. Today's revolution is economics. You know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. of the day is economics. We have to learn how uh, the most important is, is collective works and cooperative economics. It worked during, um, uh, uh, what was that time uh, right after slavery? Uh, what was that called? The uh, um, oppression? The, uh, no, right after slavery. What was, what was it called? What was that called? Right after slavery. What did they call that? That period of time. Help me out here, Star. Not Black Wall Street. <laughs> right after slavery. <laughs> Come on, help me out, sister. <laughs> you know, you know lost. I got, I got I'm lost. Man, mine now. <laughs> well, man of a certain age now. <laughs> it's called reconstruction. It just came to me. Okay, reconstruction. So. <laughs> Reconstruct so, that brain. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> At least you can say something smart. So I, knew I just knew it. <laughs> That's why I asked for her help, so she won't blame it all on me. But but during Reconstruction, you know, you know, Black Americans did more achieving during Reconstruction in twenty years than all. You know what I'm saying? Did because mm. you ever? You ever notice when when other groups they try to like call us out and say, you know, my grandfather did this and like what was our contribution? That right? Why you people can't do whatever, whatever, whatever? Right. Because I guess they they hide history from them. So those right. people that come from other places don't know jack squat. They know right. nothing about America. They think they do, but they know nothing about this country. Right. Nothing we have been at so many things. Right. They don't know nothing. When I, mean, I say that, I know some of you are insulted right now. You can be all you want to be right now. You understand what I'm saying? But you know nothing about this country. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And when you start studying on your own, you'll see that you know nothing about this country. But let me give you a little history lesson right now. During Reconstruction, okay, there were more black thriving towns in America than at any other time. So mm-hmm. you know they got burnt down and and, right. and and buried and burnt and all kind of stuff happened. And every right. they used a white woman to say something bad happened. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, in a 20-year period, in a 20-year period, Black Americans built, built each and every time, built greatness. And out of, out of every single time they built the town, something great came out of it. Again, like the automobile industry started mm-hmm. with a telephone, lectures, all that stuff started with. Right. Okay, right. So, right. There's nothing. There's nothing that you can ever explain in America that's the greatness that we use every day that someone black did not invent it, even up right. to now, 21st century. I'm telling you. Okay, so look it up 
and learn how to look it up. Don't Google it. Google's going to lie to you half the time. Look it up. Seriously, just look it up. It got to be beyond your, your, your encyclopedia botanical, okay? You got to know how to research. That's the one thing that they don't teach, and they do that on purpose. They teach you not how to research on purpose, so you don't know how to find it, okay? And, and they say things like, you know, if you want to if you want to uh, hide something from black people, put it in the book. Mm-hmm. You can say that about anybody. You can say that about Americans, period. If you want to hide something from Americans, put it in the book. That's the real deal. You can, you can try to make it black black people if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But it's really Americans. It's really Americans. Put it in the book. And that's the best way of hiding information from, from Americans. All right? So now, let me get back to Reconstruction. In the 20 years, in that 20 year period that black people built their own towns, their own village, their own everything, in that t- short period of time of, of building America, uh, get, get what I'm saying? Right. As freemen, you, you understand? There's no group, no group, not the Chinese, not the Jews, not the Italians, none of those groups in the 20 year span did what black people did in a 20 year span out of slavery. No group. There's no record of it. Show me the not the Irish. No one. Show it. Prove it. Let me see your receipts. If you think you know, hit me up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Okay? Show me receipts. And I'm telling you, I'm going to show you receipts. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I heard it from all. You know, say I remember the young Indian guy that said it to me about his grandfather and all that stuff. Pull up out of bootstraps and all that stuff, man. You don't know nothing about this country, brother. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I just I had to give him a history lesson. You know what I'm saying? After I was done with him, he went back to his father and grandfather, boy, and they both doctors taught them a thing or two. You know what I'm saying? So again, I, I'm just saying, at, at it's, it's a at, at one time. At, at one time in our lives You know what I'm saying We as black people We show so much excellence That it feared the rest of the world mm-hmm. it, it the rest of the world right. We show so much excellence And I know today Part of not showing that same excellence On our independent scale Is out of fear And they use religion to do that with you You understand And I know they did they, how, can we, how can we put the fear of God in them to God <laughs> You understand what I'm saying That's what they did They used religion You know what I'm saying And it's almost like They calm us down You know what I'm saying They use They use that And then they use the, They use the, the The manipulation Of integration Integration doesn't exist People So I'm just letting you know that So I'm not trying to be The bearer of bad news And it, it's a funny thing When truth is revealed Because there's two There's two there's two factors about truth, right? One, the truth hurts, and the other one is right. the truth will make you free. Those are two factors about truth. So when we speak truth, it's always going to hurt somebody's feelings. It's always going to hurt somebody's pride. It's always going to hurt somebody's joy. It's always going to be gloom and doom to people when you get the truth. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's gonna, right, because it's the same. I, like I, I, I think I was watching like Kevin Samuels. He was playing something to 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 one woman about men and women and the difference and what men have to do and this and that and what what has to be done for men and women to be to to actually live you know in in in, in harmony or whatever like that. And he was like, when you when you when um when a man is telling 
the truth about what needs to be done for a family to be its rightful back to its rightful place is always going to look gloom and doom <laughs> it's just always going to look gloom and doom it's never going to look it's never going to look roses and, and and beauty and flowers it just can't you know what i'm saying because a man can't do that you know no one's allowed men to you know what i'm saying like you know women like y'all think about your wedding day from the time you're six years old i didn't pretty <laughs> and great it's gonna be you get bobby doors from the time you're six years old yes she has wedding dresses and kid and this and that you understand what i'm saying so the time you're six years old about you thinking about your wedding you know what i'm saying Man, ain't thinking, boy, ain't thinking about his wedding. I was thinking about my skateboard <laughs> <laughs> and my bike. Dog boy, but I'm just saying. Yes, yes indeed. Just, I wasn't just, thinking about no daggone wedding. <laughs> but I was thinking about what ten speed I'ma get. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. We right because again, or, you know, men. You know what I'm saying? Boys to men have to think differently. It's, you know what I'm saying? They, remember the old saying? It was all little. It was an old little rhyme uh, we used to learn as kids that girls are sugar and spice and everything nice, and boys are uh, frogs and snails and puppy dog tails. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Right. Remember that? That was the, the yeah. That was always <laughs> saying girls are sweet and. No, boys are dirty. They play, they play in dirt and climb trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, and boys are frogs and snails and puppy dogs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because puppy dogs are always wagging, so you know, they're always in, <laughs> in, getting in trouble. So, we, you know what I'm saying? We get dirty. We get, you know what I'm saying? We get, you know what I'm saying? Into things that, you know, just art. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> that's, that's kind of embedded in us at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, your whole existence is like, oh, beautiful flowers and my right, right. <laughs> and what you know, like, yo. That's why they say, well, I some women no are fairy I ain't a real man. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, boy, if you had no calluses on your hand, you wasn't a man back in the Let day. Let me see your hands, boy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They look at a man's hands and go, you ain't work a day in your life, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you worked in the office, like what kind of work you do? If you ain't doing no hard labor, working in the mill or working yeah. on construction site or the automobile, yeah, but nah, it, that's the guy, like, soft guy. It, it's like when on 11th Street, right? We had a football team, right? And, and my boy Kevin, right? He used to always say he wanted to get dirty. You know, when we used to have practice and all that mm-hmm. stuff, he wanted to get down and dirty. He wanted to be dirty and everything. <laughs> And I never understood why he was saying that. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to get down and dirty. But later on, I got it and I understood it. You know what I'm saying? Because he was raised by his grandma and his father. You know what I'm saying? So coming home dirty after a football practice and his father seeing him, that's something of pride. Give him some pride. That's something I'm being a man, dad. I'm rough, dad. I'm I'm taking it like a man, dad. Give him some that right but i didn't get it when i was young but he's always said yeah let's get down and dirty let's get dirty i want to get on the whole dirty he used to say that but i never understood why he would say that you know what i'm saying until i got to be a man and i got it you know what i'm right. saying i wasn't raised with a father he was mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? so right. boys the men for him is different from me being boys the men you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so yeah so i got it, it was like yo he gotta press his dad you know what I'm saying? That's what that was about, and it's and it's and it's like it's psychological for him. It's from the back of his mind. Now right. it probably wasn't in his frontal lobe, but it's probably in the back of his mind. But I got it once I, you know, right. 
studying psychology, he's like, okay, I got it. Why he used to say that? I got it. You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is. And and us and us boys have to prove to our fathers, to the other the, the men in the village. You know, saying I I'm a warrior. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so we have to live like warriors and so so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Feed off the energy. That's why you see men that hang on the street corners, you know what I'm saying? That's to get the energy from each other. Also, it's it's psychological. They do it subconsciously, actually. You know what I'm saying? And now uh, it may look a little trifling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It may look a little trifling <laughs> to, to to the working man that gotta go work every day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Guys on the corner doing nothing like what's going on here man you need to get a job <laughs> but psychology understanding the psychology behind it they doing that you know saying it's deeper than what you know just hanging on the corner or doing the wrong thing or selling drugs you know what I'm saying of course that that's the surface portion of it but there's also something behind it you know what I'm saying there's a deeper root behind that you know what I'm saying but that's just you know we right. <laughs> go through and what women go through and we are different in that sense and I think there's nothing wrong with our differences right absolutely yeah I, I think there's nothing wrong with our differences but someone told us along the way something is you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the, wrong with our differences you know what i mean and and i always looked at this the whole thing with um i'm just as good as the woman that say i'm just as good as the man doing the job mm-hmm. I, I think when she acts like a man to do a man's job that does prove nothing for women mm-hmm. it does you know what i'm saying and i know the funny thing i got that from right, saying because she's acting like a man to do it right, right. I, I got that for a lot i got that theory from my mother Mm-hmm. A woman, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and right. like, if you gotta act like a man to do a man's job, maybe you shouldn't be doing the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. my mother's philosophy. Now, like, why not be yourself and do the job? Out of the day, it makes up. But that's what I heard growing up, and that mm-hmm. was my mother's theory. It was like if you, because if you look at it now, look at it from from the practical psychology point of that. You're you're being something you're not. Right, like, why can't you do it as a woman? As a woman, right? Uh, like, as my mother's theory, if it don't be, like, don't do it and, and try like to be masculine. Right. Even that like Steve Harvey said, "Think like a man, but act like a woman." Act like a lady, think like that, a man. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, right. So if you, even if you got, if you're doing a job, still be, still be the woman doing it. Right, doing it. Why you? Right, you got what I'm saying. So, yeah. thinking like a man. You know what I'm saying? Thinking like a man, man. It, it's still putting you in, in a man's mind. Master. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I hope I'm, I'm saying this right. I hope I'm, I'm coming across clear so y'all can understand what I'm saying. Because, um, you know, sometimes I say things and, and, and guy, you know, I, I get what guy you're saying to me, Daddy, you gotta, you gotta, wait, you gotta, you gotta think about it first, Daddy, before you say it, because it come across misogynistic, and it come across this way, and it come across anti this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. So I, I want to say it the way it can be understood, but at the same time, I I do want to be authentic about it. Right, and that's why you can't overcomplicate it, you know. Right. So I think and that's I think- what I. I I always simplify things and try to make it simple. Sometimes I'm told I try I make things sound too simple. You know what I'm saying? I think um you, that was clear when you saying still be yourself and still do the same thing. You you're saying that it seems like they're uh being like 
in the character of a man doing a man's thing. God, right. Like being like, I, right. oh, I have to be uh, tough. I have to prove myself that I could do right. this job. So I take on uh, the, the testosterones right. of a man and be like, oh, right. you know, instead of, you know, still doing the same job. Right. Exactly. And I, I'm just saying, why take yourself out of the character? Because mm -hmm. to me, it erases the power of femininity. You know, you understand mm -hmm. what I'm right. Why allow people to, to, to make this thing that femininity is powerless? Or it has strength in it, and it has a whole lot of strength in it. Because no man on this planet Earth can have a baby, can get right. put out. No man. Right. I'm not talking about trans and all that type of stuff. That let's not go there. All right. That doesn't count, and it doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying no man can give birth to a baby. Mm -hmm. so th that power in itself, just watching Deb's guts outside of her body, right? I was born, messed me up. Like, could I? Could I do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think not. And then the following, not even one year later, not even one year later, Gaia in Nigeria is not even a year apart. Soul motivators They're what you call Irish twins Okay They're not even a year apart And their birthdays Are both in September Alright And And Deb Gave Vaginal birth To Nigeria So C-section with Gaia And vaginal With Nigeria mm -hmm. That is Powerful That is powerful To me mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying that's the power of femininity. You know mm -hmm. That's powerful. Live with that. Women live on that power. I I say you you cheat yourself when you gotta act like a man or think like a man or whatever they whatever it said. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I don't think you should think like a man. And I'm not and I'm not knocking Steve Harvey's father. I, I love I love the book, really. I mean, I, I got a kick out of the book. And the, movie, and the book was pretty good. The, the, the movie was pretty was good bomb. too. The movies were yeah. bomb. They were funny. Yeah. Cause when Deb got the book and she started reading the book and all that type of stuff, you know, I, I read it too. All right, and it was no like sex wars. It was nothing different than we didn't hear from our dads. I mean, Steve Harvey is in the old school era as well, so right. he speaks to the era of how he was raised he was and my, right. like my dad, you know. Exactly. So when you so. when we was reading this, like you know, because they they've been saying this for the end of time. You know, my mother say these things like, mm -hmm. "Don't give the men uh, the 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 milk." Why? Why get the milk when he got the cow? He can. He can. He, he right, right. Right. When he can get the cow, the cow for free. For free. Right. Exactly. That's and all of that stuff yeah. about you know Steve was saying you know show him your value and all that's that's all, all the stuff like how my father used to talk. Right. Yeah. And and, and I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I think part of it kind of divide you you as a woman a little bit. Because to say that you The only measure in your greatness Is that you have to think like a man You get what I'm saying mm -hmm. like I, I understand that it's saying Think like a man is there instead of Step ahead of the man Yeah just saying like understand how a man sees this Understand how men work Right understand how they see this I agree with that I agree with that wholeheartedly I do because I have nothing but girls So I agree with that wholeheartedly Okay, that you do have to stay a step ahead of us 
as women because we we always men are always conniving. You know what I'm saying? We right, always. Right. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, have a you have a hunting. Shit is hell. Men is shit is hell. You you know that. We right. gonna, again. I say this to the end of time. We're gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna tell you we're an astronaut when we're the janitor at NASA. You know what I'm saying? That's what men do. <laughs> so you gotta stay a step ahead of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's like that. <laughs> men will lie like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I agree with that portion of it. You know what I'm saying? But the part I'm saying is to to take it to the level of bro, you gotta be like the men to be amongst the men. I, you really shouldn't. That's that. You, I, I know it's hard not to be. Ladies, especially women that in corporate America, because again, it, I, I think it's I think it start with women saying no. No, I'm not gonna. Well, act. you know, I gonna, I, I work with all men. I'm not gonna wear your suits. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be what you want me to be. I'm gonna be me, and I don't. I don't mean you. You go into the. You go into the meeting twerking. Like, hey, party over here. That's right. That's not that's not what I'm talking about, ladies. That's not femininity to me either. I don't I don't I don't see that as being powerful. I really, really, really don't. I know I'm sounding my age right now when I Well when I work with I work with eight I work with eight men. And you know, we before we add got another woman lead, I was uh, like I said, the honeymooners, Frank, George, Pete, Bill, and Alice. (laughs) All the leaders was men. I was the only female. So mm-hmm. now it's 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 a little catch twenty two when when a woman speaks like you, you know it's it's a male it's a male they used to call it the boys club the boys club right oh you you know you're a part of the boys club and half of them are white right so now you're dealing with white men that are used to being the boss over right. black people black people all together so now you got a sprinkle of black black guys that are the boss over a black woman so those two factors is stuff that i have to deal with so i wouldn't say that i thought i was a man but i i, I definitely had to get my respect because some of the time i experienced that they were trying to dominate everything and right. and and basically wanted me to fall in line right and when i went up went against them it was more like oh cheryl you're, you're off the program or you're not you're not listening no this like i'm just as smart just as capable to do things so that's why i made it i made it my business and so motivated this is when i was working with the union <laughs> but i made it my business to go a step ahead of the my my um my you know predecessors or whatever when right. when I took over the stadiums and arena I wasn't the stadium and arena uh rep I was the airport I did I did all the changes in the airport JFK right. Newark Airport LaGuardia oh yo Cheryl's this and this and that so the stadiums and arena was in a downfall they were looking to vote the union out they weren't getting good raises they was they was stadium dreams in a bad state and they was like you know it was really like threw me in the stadium and arena you know why you know why because i'm a black woman right it was either gonna go to a black man or a black woman because the majority of the stadium workers are black black yeah shea Shea stadium you know changed the city field but yankee stadium bunch of black people Shea yeah. Stadium, City Field, black people. MetLife yeah. Stadium, we got the white people. <laughs> and I told you the experience there. 
but there's a lot of blacks there too but what i'm saying not like master square garden and even you know and this is all before the barclay center opened you know we we was there opening day of barclay center and jay-z was instrumental on this is how barclay center is gonna look we look, want the brooklyn right, community yeah. and, and, right and, right it has to look like the community right but yeah. my point was is that as a woman leader and then i became a negotiator you know like i said i sat across the table with white men lawyers white men owners of the company and they you know they had the demeanor the body language like uh we ain't gonna pay whatever she's saying no mind so i had to command my respect and i had to call them out in order to get the respect like sometimes i had to say excuse me i'm speaking let me finish right. what i'm saying and right. that was me saying that you know so that's why they say oh you know women you know women are bitches or or we excuse me uh nelson bleep that <laughs> but that that's what and that's what i'm saying that women get these titles right okay. when we're that's speaking up for ourselves that they get like a man when he's when he's aggressive he's just assertive when women are you, you understand what i'm saying so we we know that's and that comes from the insecurity of, of a man anyway men that do that that label women a, a certain way that act mm -hmm. exactly how man act in that sense give them a different label or a, a particular label like that the b word or something like that you know what i'm saying that is that comes from the man's insecurity because again a lot of men in power are very insecure you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying that that's they they grow up on the mine 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 right right that's the thing yeah that's they they egos mine 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 so they they don't see beyond that sometimes it's mine right. i can't play nobody can play you know what i mean so they, then you speak greed on top of that then you, then you speak, and, and a lot of them but I, bigotry on top of that then you speak with some you know what i'm saying right yeah a lot of stuff goes on you know what I'm saying? and then they they try to hide a lot of things too if you if you peel that onion oh man i've i've seen a lot like in and like i said i had relationships like sister and brother uh you know relationships with them and um one of the other ladies that you know work with us um you know she used to be like oh why nobody invited me in and you know what they say oh cheryl's one of the guys and i said no i'm not <laughs> i'm a woman <laughs> it's, it's just that i did not get offended by guy talk I, yeah. I was not offended by guy talk and when you know because some women are over feminine or that's the respect level that they they that they want and one of the ladies that i work with she used to get mad that i wasn't offended by stuff that they say and i was like it doesn't offend me but i understand if it offends you but you can't make me see things the way you see it because you're a feminist right you know i'm a tomboy i'm going camping and i'm wearing right. boots and you know that just because it doesn't offend someone doesn't mean it's not offensive right that's right i understand that too that right yeah because yeah, you have the only black guy in the crew and you and you're saying racial slurs and that doesn't offend him doesn't mean it's not offensive right right and and we had trainers on on that like when it comes to you know different things said but just regular stuff yeah. that you know that guys talk about you know sports and you know certain certain things like you had you we had protocols after the me too on um you know like you said somebody could be in the room yeah and they won't even have to be uh, talking to you but if you're if you're in the room and you can hear 
somebody talk about a woman's you know body parts that could be offensive to the person that's in the room right you know what i mean so it's, it's different type of harassment where you got to be mindful of your surroundings but it became like protocols and they had like different type of trainings in it um and everybody had to change how how they address each other because it was it was a lot of stuff that can be offensive to people you right. know and it don't even have to be you know intimate type of stuff it could just right. be bully tactics bully tactics right exactly. you know like exactly. don't ask me to get your coffee <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> sidebar sidebar speaking of me too right okay Tawana Burke you got uh-huh. on the coffee and, and sit down with us and we're gonna talk about a whole lot of things I know you got a new book and everything like that calling you out okay so matter of fact this is what I'm gonna do put the APB out Tawana you gotta come on up here alright Tawana Burke you know she started the, the Me Too movement alright so mm-hmm. she is my cousin matter of fact so I'm gonna put it out there all right so now i'm gonna hit I'm, I'm gonna say this to her brother malcolm i want you to call your sister and i want you to tell her to come on the show all right <laughs> so i have to i have to do that with family sometime y'all all right, right. <laughs> <laughs> i have to do that with family sometimes so it's all it's all good though it's all love with us don't even worry about it y'all but i just want to make she's very busy and I, I, I come on the show girl i said to her last year but now come on the show it's a bigger platform it, it'll, it'll work Alright So it's all good But go ahead so I'm sorry I just had to get that sidebar Yeah but You you know it, It's basically Knowing your, Who's the, Your surroundings You know Because A lot of times People are having Talks with each other And you don't realize That somebody around Could be Could hear it And that could be Lunch break It could be You know And so there You know That, that whole thing Changed of how Everybody addresses One another because there's, you know, there's men and women that have uh, cool relationships and they could be talking about whatever, you know, or they could, you know, say, for instance, uh, using the word, the B word, right. like two women could say, what up, B, if that's if that's their mindset. And another woman could say, I'm offended that <laughs> they're calling each other B's. Yeah, you know, like they talked about the N word, like, right. you know, oh, you know, these guys are coming in there. What up, my my N? You know, and they're like, you know, and it'd be black people (laughs) saying this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so that that was, you know, a a whole protocol where everybody had to change their whole way of thinking. uh, Something what like, you know, relearning how to respect one another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you you things things had to change because you don't know who you're offending. You know, exactly. It was, it was funny you say that. I, I remember when I worked in the treasurer's office, in the controller's office, two black guys were talking. They they worked in the controller's office, and one used the N word to the other one. So mm-hmm. the white woman that worked with them reported them and said the other one used a racial slur, and it, it became almost like a big thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it became a union thing. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think the NAACP got involved, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, it came to that, and then it came to, like, so it, So I, I think it, it all settled in, like, yo, I think I think in the long run, let me just put it in lamest terms to y'all. I think in the long run, it came down to black people can call each other ninjas and white women mind your business. <laughs> right, right. I think it came down to that. 
but you two ninjas don't call each other ninjas in front of the white people. <laughs> they see That's at my, my job. Surprise, the way it turned out. You right. know what I'm saying? So uh, these people are like retired now from the county, most likely, and everything like that. But I remember, and this was about a good, uh, this happened about a good maybe 20 years ago, though. But I remember that case, and it became like a big thing, the whole thing with the <laughs> black people calling each other the N-word. And it's like, probably the, so it was like, oh, you can't, then it came down to, no, you can't say it. And, in, in public because this is a place of work and this is that you know what I'm saying but it was it was just funny but, but when it came because you know that rumors float around you know what I'm saying because we were in right. the county building because you know we all work in the same county building treasurer's office, right. office you know what I'm saying they, they're all in the same building so rumors fly around we all work together basically in the same building so it was it was the talk and everything like that so of course some with black people you know the black people get scooped <laughs> so you gotta go to the to the black person that always get the scoop on everything. <laughs> so, but that's what happened. That it, it, it surmised that that's what it came down to. You know what I mean? That you know, okay, you know, the black people, black people can say it to each other, but they can't say it to each other in public. And you know, what I'm saying white people mind your business when you hear black people say it. Just and that's why a lot of a lot of black people, <laughs> like uh, what's his name, Dyson, or, or what's the guy name. Um, the, the one that uh, does the, the, the speaking. Eric, my, my, Eric, my, yeah, my, Eric. My, my, uh, right. He was saying that, you know, we keep that word alive because we call each other that. And it's not right, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Oprah addressed that with Jay-Z one time. And, yeah. and she was like, you know, you guys have your own way of thinking. But if, if your ancestors would would be here to hear how y'all use that word and it's like oh it was determined there and no that means you accepted the word that they yeah. called us yeah. it ain't no term and there even if we calling each other that my grandfather mm-hmm. would lose his mind to hear black folks they, all of the ancestors in would in front of white people in front of white people because black people been saying it to each other for generations generations mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even my grandparents generally said it to each other, but they never said it in front of white people. Never. I mean, that's even worse to say it around white people. Right. They never. And and remember, as a kid, for us growing up, it was a curse word for us. So our grandparents' generation and our parents' generation used it as it was as a curse word. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't we couldn't say it as kids, especially around our parents. Ain't that because it was a curse word? I have a poem, but I'm not gonna say the poem over here. But I have a poem right. in my book, Inside the Mind of a Poet, called "Don't Call Me In." You know, yeah, I, I, got, I, I got a yeah. poem in the book yeah. called that. But yeah, but that's that's the real deal, though, because again, we it, we grew up that with that that it was you know a curse because what happens is in my grandparents generation when that word was floating around because they they come from from south carolina and when when white people said that word it usually meant that somebody black was going to be in trouble you know what i'm saying so they was going to get uh beaten or hunging or something was going to happen that was not going to be pleasant so that's why for them it was you know what I'm saying to, to say it around white folks was definitely a no-no and kids could not say it at all black kids could not say it at all because again my grandfather was called boy as a grown man for years you know what i'm saying for years so you know 
and, and even up north. So don't even think just because the South are even up north. Don't don't be fooled, folks. Even up the, uh, here up north, my grandfather was called Boy as a grown man. Yes, indeed. All right. And he had stories to tell. And my grandfather, he smiled in their face. He grinned. He laughed amongst them. All that type of stuff. He went through it. You know what I'm saying? And, and in today's in today's in today's society, he would call my grandfather Uncle Tom. He would be labeled as an Uncle Tom because he was a kind of skinned and grinned in front of white people and everything like that. Behind their back, he called them all kind of names, but in front of their face, he did not challenge them at all. You know what I'm saying? Now my daddy, different stuff. Right, right. <laughs> my daddy was Malcolm X. <laughs> right, absolutely. He was Malcolm Little and Malcolm X. Right. My daddy. <laughs> I already didn't play that. <laughs> both, my, both father had a, my father came, it, it, it was hard and tough on him because my father was mixed race. So he got it from black people and he got it from white people. You know what I'm saying? My aunt used to talk about how they used to call him white and white ninja and all that stuff, and they used to call him. You know what I'm saying? They, they, and, and they used to tease him for him white boy, you know, because he was he was you know say he was fair skinned with light light green eyes and all that type of stuff, and you know what I'm saying? So he he got it, he got it bad. He had it bad on both ends. You know what I'm saying? Where you know they didn't fit in. You know what I'm saying? My 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 uh my father, my my aunts, they didn't fit in. For a good while You know what I'm saying So until they got to be adults But as kids They had it real rough And then their parents died When they were when they were kids And they were raised By their aunts You know what I'm saying So it, it was tough on them You know what I'm saying So they really had it hard You know what I'm saying So he had a lot to prove My father had to prove a lot <laughs> You know what I'm saying So he was like yeah, He wasn't playing that You know what I'm saying But my maternal grandfather He was You know He was just you know, he come from sharecroppers and, you know what I'm saying, and slaves. And again, my grandmother, grandmother was a slave. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that's dead up. My grandmother, grandmother was a slave. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's real for you. You understand what I'm saying? So you, uh, when you hear people talk about slavery, they always talk about 400 years. They, they slavery was 400 years ago. No, it lasted 400 years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 400 years ago. Because I'm telling you again, my grandmother, grandmother, was a slave. <laughs> get it? Right, right. Get it? That's how close it is. That's how real it is. You know what I'm saying? So all that, forget about it. Why can't y'all let it go? And all that type of stuff. No, what's wrong with you? My grandmother, grandmother, was born that way. Was born into slavery. Enslaved. What's wrong right. with y'all? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop <laughs> It's all good But I see Nelson Giving us a wrap up sign On this terrific Tuesday Hey all good things Come to an end So motivators We just wanted to talk About current events today And just you know Talk about a little bit of Everything today On this terrific Tuesday You know what I'm saying Just enlighten you a little bit Have some fun along the way And stuff like that But we do Want to get uh, Yusuf Salam Up here And everything like that uh, Of the Exonic Five Which was formerly The Central Park Five And uh, you know Saying congratulations City Council, yeah, yeah City Councilman, everything. That's 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 where you talk about full circle, right there. That's yeah, absolutely, full, that's full circle. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> that's where you know what I'm saying. And the deacon go, there's a guard. <laughs> absolutely, that's where we got to insert ourselves in more places like that. But Indeed. yeah, we got to get that brother up here. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So we're gonna take our deep breaths and we're gonna say our affirmation protection prayer 
on this terrific Tuesday so we can get a day uh, set off the right way. You know what I'm saying? So, so motivators, let's breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your protective prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. You take that no matter where you go today. No matter if it's work, school, or play on this terrific Tuesday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Star, what's going on with you on this terrific Tuesday? Taco Tuesday, you know what it is. Turn up, y'all. Taco Tuesday, turn it up, turn it up on the Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Get your fishes, get your shrimps. (laughs) <laughs> Get your strip taco. Get your strip <laughs> Yo, me star Nelson. We're going to take two steps to the rear. Get on out of here, y'all. Hey, tomorrow, check out the morning coffee. We got some special guests tomorrow, man. We're going to get you into fitness. Hey, we got yes. Bella IB and, 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 and uh, his beautiful wife, uh, Bella, on here tomorrow. It's, it's Black Fit Love tomorrow, y'all, on the morning coffee on Work It Out Wednesday. Be here, all right? <laughs> we love you. Soul Motivators, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat.